the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right race fans let's get rowdy for the next 60 minutes rowdy and his friends will be talking one thing and one thing on racing from the third tracks to carolina to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega. No race is too big or small for Rowdy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Monday morning edition. And we got the winners here, guys. Uh, we're going to start with Christian Eck and second win for the year. Uh, Christian... Hey, you know, I kind of thought Christian would be an infinity ride by now, but, hey, you know, it takes a little longer to get used to it. He's an ARCA champion. Christian's got it under control. It was a short, short uh, media center, and nobody had a whole lot of questions, evidently. So here's Christian Ekins winning, winning this past weekend. All right, we are now joined by the winner of tonight's NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race, Christian Eckes. If you have a question for Christian, please raise your hand. We will get a wireless microphone to you. We'd like to start us off. Start with Cole. Congratulations, Cole Kusamana with the Arizona Republic. Wild final lap there. Just how were you able to uh, get the lead and seal the deal? Uh, right place, right time. Um, that's usually how these truck restarts go. Um, they're always they're always really tough, and you have to be in the right spot. And we got a good position uh, twice to take the lead. Um, and yeah, the last one the last one stuck. So just super proud of everybody. Um, we've been working really hard for this, and you know, to have the round of ten go a second place, a third place, and a first place is uh, you can't get much better than that. So just huge thanks to everybody, and uh, we're ready for the round of eight. What does that stat line do for you and the team going into this next round? I, I mean, I think it just validifies what we knew all year that. You know we can run this well, um, and even throughout the the droughts and, and the running not not great. Um, you know we've stick together as a team and figured out how to get better. And uh, even today we weren't really the best truck, but uh, we were good enough on a short run to be able to contend for it. So um, just got to keep digging and keep fighting, and it's going to get really hard here in uh, in a week at Bristol, and then obviously with Talladega and Homestead. So uh, we want to win a championship, and this definitely isn't enough. All right, we'll go that, go down the line here. We'll go to Zach, and then we'll go to Bob. Zach Sterniolo, NASCAR.com. Christian, congratulations. Um, you kind of touched on it, but, I mean, uh, a third, seventh, 11th, second, third in the last five races for you. Um, what do you feel like is clicking with this 19 team right now? Um, certainly seems like an opportune uh, time to do so as well. Yeah, I mean, I think we've just limited the mistakes. Um, you know, going into the playoffs, we knew that there was some trouble spots throughout our team, but uh, the speed was there, the execution was there. Um, we just needed to put it all together. So we've done that every race um, so far, just putting it all together. And uh, you know, that's obviously the attribute to our success. Bob Piper, Fox Sports. So going into that green-white checker, did it pan out? Like, I mean, what were you trying to do, and then what did you have to adjust based on what the other guys were doing? Yeah, I mean, they never really go how you're su supposed to do it. Um, you know, I watched a lot of film this week and saw Kyle make that move into turn three, I guess, two years ago or something like that, uh, to win the race. And, 
I knew what to do as far as that and had to make another move. So it was a lot of uh, a lot of different things going on and uh, just right place, right time, like I said. But, um, yeah, studying hard and knowing what to do, I guess. Do we have any additional questions for Christian? All right, Christian, congratulations. Thanks. All right, Christian Ekins. Hey, getting it done down to the checkered flag there, guys. Uh, Xfinity. Start up with Xfinity race. Uh, getting down to the to the chase here. And a guy that's dominated pretty much all year. And it's moving into uh, a new position next year under uh, Legacy Motorsports. John Hunter. John Hunter brings it home again in the Xfinity Series. Okay. We are now joined by the winner of tonight's NASCAR Xfinity Series race, John Hunter Nemechek, driver of the number 20 in the Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota. This is Toyota's 200th NASCAR Xfinity's win, and of Toyota's 200 wins, Joe Gibbs Racing is responsible for 193 of those victories. Um, so if you have any questions, please raise your hand, and we'll get a wireless mic to you. Um, we're going to start from the back. Hi, Todd Engel uh, with the Kansas City Star. Uh, the broadcast shared a photo of you celebrating with your dad. I think you're age six or seven. I was just wondering if you um, remember that anything about that weekend at all, and how nice is it to be able to you know, celebrate in the same place where you saw your dad have success? Uh, this place has been a lot to my family. Um, it's 2004. Dad was driving the Army car on Sunday. I think the Cellular One car on Saturday. Um, I remember being a kid at the playground in the bus lot, playing on the playground. Uh, I remember going down the slide, and uh, after he had won, uh, we got shuttled to Victory Lane. Couldn't come in because there was alcohol being thrown, I remember, until after the fact. Um, but it was awesome to be able to come to Victory Lane here with him in 2004, and then uh, getting my first NASCAR Xfinity Series win here in 2018 as well. So um, this place has meant a lot to not only myself, but um, our whole whole entire family. All right, and we'll move on to Lee. Spencer, catchfence.com. You know, when it comes to life stressors, you, you've got a plate full. You know, you, you moved this year, you had a baby, um, well, your wife did, but, you know, you're, you have a new job coming up, right? Just come for a championship and then have all the stressors that come in, involved with that. How are you keeping it together? Uh, to be honest with you, um, it's, I, I guess it's easier said than done. Um, but for me, it's all about focusing on what I can focus on and controlling what I can control. Um my future, I didn't know what it held. Uh, I, I didn't know um, how the second baby was going to turn out, if we would be getting sleep, sleepless nights or actually getting some sleep, um, and then moving and everything else this year. It's definitely been a big year for, for myself and my family. But um, all in all, when it comes down to it, um, I have a great wife at home that helps take care of Aspen and Penelope to let me live out my dream. And uh, I have some great people around me at Joe Gibbs Racing um, that, that push me to be better every single day um, that, that I have thoroughly enjoyed working with so far this year um, and over the last couple years. And um, it's, it's one big family. It's one big team. Uh, we do everything that we can to help each other out. And 
there's times where I may be stressed or one of the team guys may be stressed or whatever it may be, but when we get here to race weekend, it, it's full focus ahead on the, the task at hand. Um, with with the news coming out this week, I, I don't feel like it was a huge stressor for me. Um, with, with myself and in this team, uh, we set a lot of goals coming into this year as a 20 team at Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, and we still have to accomplish quite a few of those goals through the playoffs and trying to go get this championship. So uh, a lot of work to be done. Um, 2024, I can focus on 2024 when 2024 comes. Um, but for right now, that's not even crossing my mind. It's it's full focus on this Xfinity Series championship each and every race through the playoffs and, and what it's going to take to go get this championship. Thanks. We'll come up to the front to Brooklyn and then we'll move on to the gentleman. What does the momentum of winning the Xfinity race do for you going into tomorrow's race? Uh, well, I'm not racing tomorrow, so um, I'm I'm actually on a flight home to today. Um, but to to answer that question in a different way, uh, the momentum that we've created today as the regular season finale cutoff um, for for us to be able to take this momentum and and run with it into Bristol next week uh, for, for the first round of the, of the playoffs is definitely going to be something special and something that we, we can use to our advantage. Um, it, it's all about building mo momentum in this sport. All right, we're going to Zach. Zach Straniolo, NASCAR.com. Six wins this year for you. Uh, obviously, we've, we've talked about what this move meant for you uh, to go back through the gamut of Trucks Xfinity Cup. You certainly expect to to have some level of success, but six wins in the regular season, um, despite coming sh uh, coming up short in the regular season championship, how do you assess what this regular season was for you and this 20 team? Uh, it's super special. Um, we've we've had great success. Uh, we've we've definitely won our fair share of races. Um, but I feel like we've also given up quite a few races that we probably should have won, um, and, and those will stick with you. Um, but for, for us to have a great regular season, um, I've had great regular seasons in the past, and uh, I've struggled a little bit in the playoffs for whatever reason that may be. Um, but this year it's different mentality, different mindset, um, different team, different group. Um, a, a lot of factors are playing into that. and. We knew coming into the year that we would be a force to reckon with, um, with, with a team that was assembled around me at Joe Gibbs Racing uh, with myself. Uh, I believe in them, and I feel like they believe in me. And we work very, very hard. Uh, there, there's a lot of time spent uh, at the shop with, with myself and Ben and the engineers and all of the guys on the 20 team. And um, we pick each other's brain. We rely on each other. Um, but we each have our single job to do. Um, and, and I think that the teamwork, the communication, uh, the atmosphere that we've created around the 20 team has definitely led uh, to, to success this year. Um, but at Joe Gibbs Racing, we're all one team. We all strive for success. And uh, however that happens with, with having two teammates at the racetrack every weekend in the Xfinity Series, we rely a lot on each other. So the team dynamic is, is huge. All right. And we will come to the front to Bob first, and then we'll move to the left side of the room. Uh, Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. Uh, what's bigger? You're, you're 43 at points up on ninth for the cutoff for this first round. But you're also 34 points up on fifth right now in points. Just how, like, 
I know anything can happen, but what 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 do those cushions mean? I think each and every one of those points means something, right? Um, from from the standpoint of, of having uh, a big cushion, I, I guess I should say. Um, when you go into the first round, you you still want to go win races, um, and and you have strategy going into to the first round. But we uh, we've done some metrics on our end as far as. Um, if we don't win a race in the first round, kind of where we need to finish based off the, the playoff points that we have to advance, and then the second round uh, of an average finish through the round. So um, it's uh, it, it's kind of crazy to, to look at those statistics, but I'm more of a numbers guy and statistics guy. So when it comes down to it, um, knowing kind of what you need to accomplish every single weekend, um, I guess you can say that those points will give you a cushion if you have a bad week, but if you have a bad week in the playoffs, normally that's not very good. So no bad weeks. All right, and we'll move over to Harry. Hi, Harry Loomis, uh, Loomis NASCAR Talk. Congrats on the win, John. Um, you know, you've been doing really well on mile-and-a-half tracks this year. I think you've had top tens every single race. Um, you know, looking at the playoffs, you've got Texas, you've got Vegas, you've got Homestead. How important is it, or what can you learn from uh, today to try to add some more bonus points uh, going into trying to get to Phoenix? Uh, man, I, I just love Kansas. Uh, most of the mile and a half that we've been to ha have been really successful. Uh, Joe Gibbs Racing as an organization has been strong at mile and a half racetracks. We've been strong, strong at short tracks. We've been strong at pretty much every place this year, which has been an amazing uh, attribute to this team. Um, so for, for myself, the mile and a half program is definitely something special. So being able to, to race here at Kansas, um, and then we have Vegas, Homestead, Texas, those all the mile and a half, I think, um, that, that we go to um, for the rest of the year. It, it just puts a smile on my face. Um, you, you can never say that you're going to go win every mile and a half race, right? But we know that we have the cars to do so, um, but the hard work doesn't stop. We have to continue to improve every single day and every single week. Cole? Cole Kusman with the Arizona Republic. Congratulations, John Hunter. Um, you mentioned you're a big numbers and statistics guy. Uh, six wins, most laps led. What statement does this send to the competition going into the playoffs, in your opinion? Um, <clears throat> I guess we're forced to be reckoned with. Um, uh, I mean, it, it means a lot to me to to be, I guess, the top seed going into the playoffs. But then again, the, the top seed doesn't mean very much if you don't advance. So um, it's all about advancing. Do we have any additional questions for John Hunter? All right, let's get a mic to Lee, please. I didn't remember. Did you get 200, the 200th Xfinity win for Toyota? Gibbs? Oh, yes, yes, for, for JGR. So you got well. the double-double, right? And yeah. I mean, I know TRD has been so supportive of your relationship. It has to mean a, a lot to get this milestone as well. It does. Being able to get 200 wins for Toyota uh, on the Xfinity side is, is something special. Um, I think what makes it even more special is after my year in Cup in 2020, the opportunity that I had to go truck racing uh, with Kyle Busch. It wouldn't have happened without KB or Toyota TRD in, in the internals there. And then to go Xfinity racing, it wouldn't have happened w without uh, uh, Coach um, Coy and a lot of others that were involved in, in bringing me over to JGR as well, So um, as well as Toyota TRD. So they, they mean a lot to me. Uh, I'm glad to continue uh, my relationship with them for the future, and um, hopefully we can win a lot more races together. Thanks. Any additional questions?
All right. Thank you so much, Sean Hunter. Thank and you. Congratulations. Guys. All right, we're now joined by our NASCAR Cup Series Bush Light Pole winner here at Kansas Speedway. That's Christopher Bell, driver of the number 20, Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota. If you have a question for Christopher, please raise your hand, and we will get a microphone to you. Start here with Justin. Justin Schuler kicking the tires 29.9. Holy cow. Did you even realize it was that quick? No, I didn't. Uh, and... Ross ran a 29.9 in round one, um, so I knew that the track had it out there. And uh, whenever I looked at the data in between the rounds, I'm like, man, I, I think I can get, you know, at least better than what I was in round one. And, and the guys did an excellent job making adjustments and, and getting the balance a little bit closer and uh, made me drive a little bit harder, and 29.9 was the answer. Any additional questions for Christopher? Okay, we'll go to Reed and then to Bob. Uh, Reed Spencer with the NASCAR Wire. Uh, you know, last week poll at Darlington, but not such a great result. Um, you always say, and everybody always says, we've got to avoid mistakes. But how do you do that? Uh, by controlling what you can control. And, you know, there's, I don't know how many people, but a handful of people on the team that just have to control what they can control. And, you know, I'm a big part of that equation. So last week, uh, I made a mistake early in the race that ruined our finish, and uh, yeah, just uh, that, that was me not doing my job, and, and you know, I am glad I get another opportunity this week to uh, control what I can control and get the best finish that I can out of it. Here, we'll go to Bob. Uh, Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. I know you're not on the pit crew, but what do you feel like, does winning the pole potentially relax your guys a little bit after the weekend they have, or does it put any more pressure on them knowing that, you know, you, they have a great opportunity tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it makes them feel good because, you know, the number one pit stall is, is, a, is a pretty big advantage. Um, so, you know, I, I'm super excited to be driving for this group of, of uh, or this pit crew. They, you know, I've obviously proven themselves over the entire season, and uh, I didn't give them a fair opportunity last, year, last week uh, to show what they're made of. So, I'm glad that we get another number one pit stall opportunity, and, and I'm confident that uh, myself and the pit crew will do a much better job this week. Zach Sterniola, NASCAR.com. Uh, Christopher, second poll here in this next-gen car, two top five finishes a year ago. Um, I know we talked a little bit earlier about the speed Toyota has had here uh, as a whole and, and your 20 team. How do you complete the mission tomorrow then? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... The races are long, you know, cup races are really long, so there's a lot of things that's going to happen in between the green flag and the checkered flag, and uh, just the, the biggest thing is just being there at the end and not taking yourself out of it, and, uh, you know, I, I think that we have the equipment, and, you know, I've got the pit stall, got the pit crew, so if we just, if, if I keep, keep my guys in it and, and bring them a race car, get our race car that's super fast to the end of the race, we're going to be in a really good spot, so... Uh, I'm excited about tomorrow. I love this racetrack. Um, love qualifying here, too. It's so much fun being able to just drive as hard as you can, put it right up against the wall, and, and see what she's got. So, uh, fun day, and I'm excited for another fun day tomorrow. Okay, let's come over here to Dustin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. What does this track mean to you? I know you get the, the first Xfinity win. Uh, your win there, uh, I know it was during your championship truck season. So does it 
does it mean anything more that that came or look you've won so much you lost track uh no i mean that was a that was a big one um it was my first win for joe gibbs racing and uh it was in my part-time xfinity series schedule so uh I, i'm sure that it meant a lot to the people at joe gibbs racing because i you know I, they saw me win in the truck series but that was my first one for them so that was cool um and yeah i mean it, it's i consider texas my home track but this is my second home track so you know I, I normally have family whenever we come up here and race and uh it's it's one of my favorite stops on the schedule the track's awesome and and so yeah it's definitely one that i enjoy and it means a lot to me it's special to me so what when you're at that point in your career and obviously you're having great success in the truck series it's expected you're going to move up but to be able to move up and win so quickly that you did what did that from a personal point mean or how did that if any way push your career a little further yeah i mean it, it's it is uh it's a tough question because you know winning winning in a lower series typically gets you an opportunity for the next series but it doesn't meet your your wins in the lower series mean nothing in the next opportunity so uh, it's all about once you get that opportunity you have to maximize and make the most of it so you know I, I i was fortunate enough to have great trucks and i won in the truck series that got me an opportunity in the xfinity car and then uh being able to win in the xfinity car so early in my career was uh, a huge moment and you know, it meant a lot to me personally. I, I can't speak on Joe Gibbs Racing, but hopefully it meant a lot to them too. So, uh, how, how did you personally, how did it mean so much to you? Um, you know, you, I guess you're, you're just always hoping for that opportunity to prove, your, prove to yourself that you can do it. And, and, you know, anytime that you can go out there and do something good, win a race or, or you know, win a pole, whatever it may be, uh, it certainly resonates in your head that hey I, I can do this you know this opportunity is not too big for me this moment this series you know I'm ready for it so uh, it was a uh, it was a special race a, a, an important race in my career you know looking back at wh how I got to where I am you know I think if you take that Kansas win out it, it certainly changes things so um, it was it was a big race for me to kind of take that one step back further when you see somebody like Braxton Bush coming and winning with Keith now do you uh, I mean to have that kind of opportunity at, at that age you know what that means to a kid who's you know a, a budding race car driver yeah I mean that's it's really it's been fun following Braxton's career for sure and I'm glad that Kyle's got him uh, basically starting out right where where I did 20 years ago so uh, it, it's it's cool, and I'm excited to see Brexton's career path too. You know what what way Kyle takes him, and um, you know if he's going to stay dirt track racing, if he's going to go pavement racing. Uh, but hopefully, Kyle's seeing the advantage that dirt track racing provides in the in you know a young driver. Thank you. All right, we'll take one final question in the back here. Right behind you. Oh, did you not have a question, sir? Did you have a question in the hat? Hey, Christopher, how are you doing? John Lee. I just want to ask how difficult is it this year uh, pulling back and not uh, wheeling that sprint car or midget or anything fun like that? Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a change of pace for sure, but, you know, I, I recognize my um, 
my, the importance of my day job and how you know important it is for me to you know be here week in and week out. And I think we we saw it with you know the nine and the forty eight. They both are you know not in the playoffs because of what they did outside of their their day jobs. So uh, you know I am so fortunate to be in this position driving for Coach Joe Gibbs, and uh, you know I I understand that um, this is the priority. Yeah, Gavin, you know, along along the lines of Brexton, um, it's been fun to follow him, and, and he's you know, a couple steps ahead of Brexton because of his age, but, you know, uh, he's, he's doing an amazing job for our, our sprint car team, and uh, I think sky's the limit for him. Maybe in a couple of years he, he might be sitting up here uh, talking with me. Thanks. All right, Christopher, congratulations, and good luck tomorrow. All right, the long and the short story is uh, Christopher Bale did not win the race. And uh, coming out, you know, I kind of thought he'd have more wins than he's got. But when you're with a new group, uh, Tyler Reddick looked good last uh, week at Darlington. But we got, let's listen to Billy Scott, uh, the crew chief for Tyler. Who, who who made I, I think he made the right calls to uh, get Tyler up there to win the race. Okay, if I could have your attention in the media center, we're going to roll into our post-race media availability for the Hollywood Casino 400. We're joined today by our winning crew chief, Billy Scott. Billy, I mean, that what a fantastic finish for your team in this race. Walk through this finish from your perspective. Yeah, um, you know, honestly, we were – Got that long green run going at the end, and with tires being a concern, um, not just from the flat tires, but the quantity of sets we had available, it was uh, just had kind of relegated to finish in second. We're just trying to log laps there and and take care of it and uh, not cause ourselves any issue and end a solid day, um, you know, with the points on our mind. But yellow came out, gave us a shot. Um, didn't really know what to think when we came off pit road seventh, but. Uh, the, the choosing worked out very well, and Tyler made the most of it. Three wide multiple times and just uh, stayed wide open and, and got clear up there. So it was a welcome surprise. Good deal. We're going to open the floor for questions. If you have a question, raise your hand. We're going to start here with uh, Justin and then go to De uh, Jeff. Uh, Justin Schuler kicking the tires. First off, congratulations. Um, what is Thank it with 2311 in Kansas? Because, I mean, the drivers or the owner have now swept – all the races with this next-gen car, uh, Hamlin's got all top fives. Seems like unless you guys have some catastrophic issue, you guys are always in the mix. What have you guys figured out that everybody else is kind of battling now for second? Yeah, no, thank you. First first off, um, you know, we joked last week or so that Tyler was the only driver that sits in our competition debris without a win here. So it's only appropriate we got it for him finally. But um, now we just had a good package. I mean, in all honesty, the Toyotas on mile and a half have been strong for a long time. And, uh, you know, here was, you know, Kurt, Kurt started that off with driving us in the direction we needed and set up wise and such. And uh, it's just carried over. And, you know, they've got each other to feed off of. They all, you know, sit there and talk about what makes it work and, and got good notes. And, and just in the end, they're, they're executing. They're comfortable here. And thankfully, it's uh, still working. Jeff, and then the Lee, and then Nicole. Yeah, can you just explain the thought process on going with four tires versus two in that situation? Yeah, first off, um, figured it was probably the right call. 
you never know. It's always a, a battle right down to the end of usually it's one guy on four and one on two that come down to it. But honestly, we were thinking big picture. You know, we wanted to go into Bristol with a little bit less concern than uh, maybe most people have that are that are in this in the playoffs right now. And um, you know, we just wanted a solid solid day, finish it off. Our goal coming in was to run top five all day, you know, and get as many points as possible with that. So we figured that was a the the right call to win the race. Um, you know, being in second already, we didn't need to gamble. And secondly, we thought it was the safest to make sure we were controlling our own destiny and weren't put in a bad spot uh, by someone else. And uh, thankfully, it worked out well. So how, how rare is it that the safest call and the right call kind of like converge like that? Yeah, not often. And you got to be in the right spot, right? Because if you're running fourth or fifth or on back, it's uh, it's probably not one or the other. Um, so, yeah, just having, you know, being there, being in contention, being in that spot is what, what led to that. LeeCenterCatchFence.com. Um, how much of a buffer does this kind of give you where you can start working on the next round of, of playoff races? Yeah, a little bit. It will definitely change our approach in this coming week on how much we, we do Texas work and Bristol. Um, next round's interesting with Speedway and a road course. So uh, Texas is going to be a, a huge focus for us going into round two. But, you know, we still can't lose sight of Bristol. It's an opportunity to to win stages, win the race, get some more bonus points. And that's, uh, that's probably the biggest thing this does is give us some more of the playoff points. It's so tight there on what's going to end up being the, you know, the fifth place and ninth place of the cutoff points through the next rounds that, that we know um, every bonus point matters and, and inevitably comes down to a point or two from somebody uh, making it or not. And can you talk about how brilliant Reddick is on restarts? Yeah, that's uh, he's just full commitment. You know, he, it's funny, even when we were – Running second, you know, a second and something behind Denny and six seconds behind third. And I'm trying to tell him, just take care of it. We want to make sure this right rear lasts and we don't, you know, have any incidents in the wall or whatever. Once the yellow finally came out, he said, yeah, I was still probably trying too hard there. So that's just his uh, personality. That's the way he is. And if he has a, uh, a hole somewhere, especially on a restart, he's going to take it. And uh, that's what we needed. So thankful to have him. Congratulations, Billy. What can you just say? Oh, you're welcome. What can you say on um, Tyler's progression um, from race one to now, the second race of the playoffs, just this entire season? Um, I think it's just being smart, just taking care of it and executing fully. Uh, that's kind of been, and not just on his side, really, with our whole team. That's been our Achilles' heel. It's not been speed. It's not been qualifying. Uh, none of that. It's been on just having a full day of clean execution. And uh, I think he has done a much better job, um, and he is aware of what the big picture stuff is. And it's certainly going to get harder as we go through the rounds. It's going to become more important to push every lap and to uh, to get the wins. But um, this was a nice start. Next to Jeff. You know, obviously the, the regular season that you guys had where there was so many opportunities where you could have won and there was mistakes by, you know, a variety of reasons, right? Yep. How have you guys been able to clean it up um, for these first two weeks and, and have the speed without really overstepping anything and just everybody, you know, sort of being together there? I think the biggest thing is just talking about it. Um, you know, we really are one team, and that's both with our, uh, you know, the 23 and the 45 group. We all work together, but the pit crew, road crew, driver, everybody, we're all in this together. We know we have each other's backs. We talk about it. You know, interestingly enough, this week the pit crew pulled some money together and said, uh, gave us a, a envelope full of cash and said, here, take your whole road crew out for dinner while you all are in Kansas because of all the support and the appreciation and the hard work going down into pit practice and helping them overcome 
their struggles and vice versa. So it really is all of us just talking about when something goes wrong of what was the thought process that went into that, how can we clean it up. And uh, across the board now, that's our mentality going into it is just clean execution, look out for each other, help uh, help each other see the the uh, hurdles coming and uh, get over them. And, and right now we've got our momentum going in the right way, finally. Justin. Uh, real quick, just the, the tire issues earlier in the race, Tom, did that concern you at all? And then have you learned anything from it yet? Or is that going to be a Monday debrief? No, absolutely concerned by it, yes. Um, you know, we had a between two JGR cars uh, between yesterday with 54 and the 19 early on and then with our teammate, you know, we had a really good feel of where everybody was from loading and cambers and pressures and all that stuff. And uh, I'll be honest, we were still even at the very last run. That's why I was kind of pushing him to be conservative and, and be cautious of it because there was no um, clearly obvious answer as to why that was happening. Um, so, you know, we've had it before. I think Goodyear has done a, a great job of, of changing the construction over the last year, and it has been way more durable from that standpoint, just as far as the level of aggression we've gotten on. But, um, you know, this didn't see this coming and never felt comfortable. Does that change your approach to the other enemy that's coming up in the playoffs? Yeah, maybe so. There's, you know, there's tires common to most of them coming up. So it's uh, going to keep an eye on it. We will, like you said, still this week go back and, and look at as much information as we can to see if we can learn something else that led to it and uh, try to understand it. But, um, yeah, that's, that's how we operate, though. You know, we know there's places we can be from all those sides of it, all those aspects that are completely safe, but there's speed there, so we're all going to push it. Cool. I love what you were telling Jeff about the team really sticking together and being very close-knit. Um, you got one car in the, in the next round now. Obviously, Bubba didn't have the best day. Um, do you guys communicate with, with them and that team? And I guess, if so, how do you – wrangle them in and just kind of like boost the morale and help them out from, from here? Yes. Uh, first off, we do communicate a lot. I really know they, they preach it a lot around here of, you know, when 2311 comes up of it being one team. And I don't think anybody that's on the outside can actually conceive what it's like. We literally treat it like it is one car all week long. All of the development from those guys being in the simulator to our engineers working, to the, the guys on the shop floor. It's treated as the same car all week until we get to the racetrack, and we still are in close communication. So I think, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to definitely show them support. We're going to be standing behind them. We're going to be pumping them up and reminding them they can do this. Um, absolutely, he can go there and, and win or get enough points to transfer because you never know what happens there. So it's, uh, that's going to be our focus of our whole entire company next week is getting Bubba where he needs to be. And, uh, and we're going to prepare like normal. Well, Bentley, congratulations again on the win. Good luck next week in Bristol and throughout the rest of the playoffs. Thank you very much. All right. Billy Scott bringing it back in, uh, tuning that car up to bring it to victory lane. Uh, look for great things out of Tyler next year. You know, just getting settled in. Kurt retiring officially and putting that car totally into his hands. Uh, he looked confident at Darlington. He looked car confident at uh, Tal Daytona. That let's just see how it, uh, how he rolls in these points because uh, he's moving on. He, he he's got his ticket punched for the next round. So uh, of course the car owner come in and the car owner Denny Hamlin. Let's see what Denny had to say. 
We are going to continue on with our post-race media availability. We're joined by co-owner of 2311 Racing, Denny Hamlin. Denny, congratulations on another win for your organization here at this racetrack. Walk through that from your perspective, please. Yeah, they, you know, the 45 team certainly showed up with some good speed this weekend. Both cars did, and um, you know, they they stayed up front just like they did um, at Darlington. So. Um, really happy with the performance they've been, you know, putting forth here in the first couple races, and then now um, to, to lock themselves in and move on is, is great. And they get to go to Bristol and, you know, work a strategy that's best for them to win the race and don't have to worry about stage points. So that's advantageous to to get another win. So really, uh, really good for them, and um, certainly happy about them, you know, putting the whole race together and, and capitalizing on that late race restart. Good deal, we'll open the floor for questions. We'll start in the back. Uh, Denny Hamlin, White Watson with FrontStretch.com. Denny, the last three or four races, that 45 car has found victory lane here at Kansas. What does it mean to have that dominance as an owner at this track? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, myself and that team work really, really close together. and. Um, you know, typically when we run well, that the team runs well, and and you know we're learning as much from them as is they're learning from us. So I think that uh, it's, it's a great partnership, and it's certainly um, really valuable to have you know talented guys behind the wheel, fast cars, and um, for everyone at Toyota, it's, it's it's good to have multiple bullets in the gun when you know you're, you're in a late race restart situation where um, you you know you should, had one car dominating and then. You know, next thing you know, you're starting fifth and sixth. Like, you at least got a couple chances there to get a win. Uh, with uh, having the lead there before the cost of Chris Butcher, uh, you, as a driver, is there any uh, frustration with that? But as an owner, yeah. is there a little uh, redemption that your car ended up in the victory lane today? Yeah, I mean, certainly it, it stinks. Uh, you know, it, it certainly flipped the results um, from first to second. Uh, but you know that's part of racing, right? It's our sport is different than others. It's um, it is a sport of chance at times, and and luck does play a factor, right? And and we were unlucky to get that caution. Um, you know we knew that there was going to be a handful of cars that was going to do the opposite of what we did. Uh, I think the right call was four tires. Uh, you know, but the 45 just did a great job of executing. So uh, they executed the restart really, really well. And um, you know, makes makes me happy that uh, you know, for what us, it was them. So it's it's you know, a decent day. Go to Harry. Harry Loomis, LoomisNASCARTalk.com. Uh, Denny, I know you've talked on Atchin's detrimental that you want to help Tyler become a more complete driver in terms of closing out races. You know, because he starts off the race strong, he qualifies really well. Um, you know, starting the playoffs, he's got a second at Darlington, had a chance to win that race, gets the win today. In what ways have you really seen him improve in terms of just kind of closing out races? Yeah, I mean, Tyler's a sponge. He really is. He's, you know, it's easy to be cocky at times and just know that you got speed and you got what it takes to be a, a champion and a, a lot of race winner, which he will be, right? Uh, but he is a, a sponge that's always willing to learn. And, um, you know, even in victory lane, he's asked me, so, you know, what were you doing the final run? You know, how is this? So he's wanting to know more, which is really, really good. So I, I knew that, you know, his weakness was race management. Um, it was, you know, getting to the finish with the finishes you deserve. Um, you know, at the, you know, the last part of the race where we were just kind of cruising at that point, 
Um, they mentioned to me that 45 is at the fence. He's getting all he can get, right, just to kind of keep up. And at that point, I keyed on and says, remind him, don't be the caution, right? Like, <laughs> let's just keep this thing status quo. You're not, you know, if I need to go, I'm, I'm going to pull away. But uh, I, that was one of those things where he started, you know, he, then he came off the wall and started managing his risk, knowing that he wasn't going to run us down at that point, take the really good day. And that's what, that's what you have to do is because now he put himself in contention when the caution does fall to make a strategy call or make a bold restart to put himself in the, in the spot to win. So those are the things that I think that he's made big strides in this year. Um, for the most part, I think that, the, you know, a lot of the times he didn't finish where he should is was been on the team, not not as much on him. Um, so I think that uh, you know, days like today certainly builds his confidence that you're never out of it, not until you cross the line. Hey, Danny, Colby Evans, Racing Experts Media. Um, obviously, even though you're not fully locked into the next round, you have built up a large amount of points. How do you approach uh, Bristol with all that, knowing the the wackiness that we saw last year? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we're going to be far enough ahead. We're going to just race it like we are advancing. Um, I think, you know, the likelihood, there is, you know, we're, we're going to race to win the race. You know, we're going to try to do whatever we can uh, to flip stages and not care about stage points to, to go out there and give us the best opportunity to win, similar to the five and the, uh, and the 45. So uh, I think that that's a track that certainly there's a lot of opportunities and for teams that are desperate for points to play that game for stages, but then they're going to get flipped for the end of the race. And so uh, it makes it easier for us and, and our strategy going forward to, uh, to just focus on what do, we, what do we got to do to win. Well, Denny, congratulations on the triumph and good luck next week. Right. Thank you. Yep. Sounds like uh, a proud papa of the race team there, guys. Uh, how you can manage driving for one team and uh <laughs> on another one you you got you got to have uh great juggling skills anyway uh Tyler Reddick's winner at Kansas Speedway, which pushes him on up for the uh in the in the chase in chase so uh here we go with Tyler Reddick. And we are now joined by the winner of today's Hollywood Casino 400, Tyler Reddick. Tyler, that number 45 Money Lion Toyota was nothing short of a monster on that final restart. I mean, what a what a restart you had there. Walk us through that final lap. Well, um, when I was talking to Claire a little bit earlier, actually, I, I don't really remember the restart. <laughs> it just kind of happened, and... A lap went by, and I was in the lead, and I was like, oh, we only got one lap left. So, honestly, unless someone can show me it, I really – I mean, I can't remember getting to the inside of uh, Kyle and just pushing. It's just everything happened so fast, and I just kind of went for it, and it worked. Good deal. We'll open the floor for questions. If you have a question, raise your hand. We're going to start here with Cole. Cole Cusimano with Arizona Republic. First off, congratulations, Tyler. Does that happen to you a lot when you're going for wins? Like, do you just, like – it's all, all instinct. You don't really take much of it in, or is this a weird circumstance? I guess. I mean, like like Coda, it was. I can remember every every minute of it, right? Um, <clears throat> I think just here in this case, 
I, I, I guess I really didn't think. I just, I just tried to find the. Oh, hey, thank you. You back it up to like the beginning, Bob. Thanks, Bob. <clears throat> Fantastic work, Bob. Great work. No, further back, further back, like the. That's as far back as you can go. Well, yeah, like this, I kind of remember it. Um, I, I made that move. Um, I guess unsuccessfully earlier in the race against Kyle and, and Chase, but yeah, like the, the fire off, you know, I was worried Daniel wasn't going to get a great launch, but, but he did, and Joey pushed well, and I think I got a little help from behind me, too. They got me going, because I kind of mistimed it, but uh, Joey started messing with, with Daniel, and I just, just found a hole up a lane and, and took it, and we had four tires, and the cars I was racing around at that point were on two, and then Daniel was on no tires, so it just, just worked out. And then uh, Billy was in here earlier talking about the family-like atmosphere at 2311. Um, how much has that helped you this season and, and just your progression and your success overall? Yeah, Billy basically has to babysit our entire team. Um, me and Rambo hardly take things very serious. I mean, we all get along great, right? But uh, more times than not, you know, it, it's pretty difficult to uh, get us to kind of focus, right? But uh, Billy does a good job of taking everything very seriously and uh, and helping us focus on what we need to. But uh, just the whole dynamic of the group, really, from day one, I really enjoyed. And, um, you know, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that last restart. We've uh, we've uh, we've we put ourselves in in contention at times. And it's nice these last few weeks to really capitalize and uh, get some good finishes. Caleb and Jeff. Uh, Caleb, this um, Tyler, congratulations on the win. Is it a stress reliever to go ahead and get this win out of the way to, for sure, lock yourself into the round of 12 with Bristol coming next week? Or at this point, yeah. is it just kind of so, – so, yes. So Yeah, I mean, for because the last two years – I mean, really, last year was the heartbreaker. You know, two years ago, we just weren't great, right? And we went into Bristol and missed it by a couple. But last year, you know, we had those wins. Um, we come to this race a year ago and, and have a flat while leading, right, and fall out very early. So we went into Bristol in a bad spot and then got caught up in a wreck. So, yeah, you know, to be able to have a lot of points scored, I mean, it, I'm sure even if we didn't win today and finish second or third, right, we would have um, had a lot of points to lean on going into Bristol. So that was just the goal all along, right? I want to win races, but we don't need to take the risks in the first round. I think as, uh, as we keep going along, right, and, uh, you know, we get further in and we don't have – you know, the points uh, to start that uh, some of the cars at the very front of the leaderboard do. We'll have to get more aggressive, but it was very nice to get five uh, playoff points today and um, gain a few more as we go on to the next round. That was going to be my next question. That's I assume that's what the game plan is going into Bristol is try to get as many playoff points and points in general going into the next couple of rounds. Yeah, I mean, that would be great, right? But, you know, all focus is on trying to – I mean, I guess nothing really changes. Like, we're going to go into Bristol preparing this week coming up. Um, trying to make our car as fast as possible for me, obviously, but but for also trying to get everything we can to help uh, the 23 team out, you know. So hopefully we can go in there with a lot of speed and um, contend. Sorry about that. I don't know what that is. We'll go to Jeff, then to Zach, then to Wyatt. You know, it, there was no questions about your team having speed, but people, I mean, it, you know, there were so many mistakes in the regular season. It was like, how far could they really go if they if they do this kind of stuff in the playoffs? And you know, through two weeks, you guys have matched your speed with your performance. So, 
was there any any sort of pre-race, you know, pre-playoff conversation or talk like, okay, like let's all make sure we're on the same page and clean everything up now? Like, how how have you guys been able to just execute so well? Well, you know, I think the speed that we've been bringing um, makes things a lot easier, right? And so I think for all of us, with the speed that we bring week in and week out, especially in this first round, you know, we can, <clears throat> to a degree, kind of afford to, you know, I, I love racing at 105%, but, like, I don't know if this is the time to do it right in this first round. You get overtime restart, yeah, go for it, right? But um, just just trying to minimize the risk just a little bit, I think. You know, like I said, we have enough speed. Um, we should be able to make it through this first round, and um, winning certainly helps that. But you know, I think for all of us, just – Pull it back a little bit. Let's have some consistent days. We have enough speed to still get points, and we are, we're working on that, right? And so I think we go into the round of 12. We we pick it up just a little bit, right? Um, and it's just we as we keep going, right? We'll just keep amping it, amping it up if we have to. Go next to Zach, then to Wyatt. Maybe this one will be Harry. Zach Sterniolo, NASCAR.com. Tyler, congratulations. Um, I, I, there are Drivers who make comparisons from Kansas to Michigan, and Michigan was one of those races where you were also in contention to win before a mistake took you guys out of it to capitalize on, on the speed that you guys had today. Um, and Bubba was running second when he had his issue too. 23 as, uh, 11 as a whole seemed to execute um, as best as it could control today. And what does that um, set up the team for through this playoff run? Yeah, I mean, the, the speed is the hardest piece of it all. And um, we, we've been doing a really good job of that so yeah we'll just we'll just keep rolling along right um i i don't i'm sure you guys know where's bubba sitting on the cut line right now so, minus 19 so yeah i mean the, i would love for both of our cars to continue on um so like i said our just our the the, the more that we can just the whole organization keeping the playoff mindset that's going to be good for us keeping us both up in the mix obviously if things don't work out, you know, nothing's going to change with that group. They're going to keep pushing like, like they like they have all year long. But um, the more cars that in our organization and stable we have in the playoffs, it's certainly going to help our odds as we get closer to Phoenix. White. Howdy, Tyler. Uh, White Watson's FrenchRush.com. Um, you mentioned earlier about your, uh, your flat while you're leading. With Bubba having his flat running so well and potentially having a chance to win back-to-back -back, uh, years here at Kansas, uh, what's something you could uh, tell him to help him deal with the situation? Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it um, tomorrow in our debrief. But, uh, you know, I, I think there's been some things that I've been through last year that um, that may help um, just everyone understand maybe what exactly happened. You know, I had a lot of flats last year, but um, I hate to see that for him. You know, Goodyear's done a really good job of, of fixing a lot of the issues that, that we had with the tire um, last year. But unfortunately, you know, as we keep getting more and more speeds out of these cars, the the forces through the tires just increasing to just keep increasing too. So I hate to see that. You know, they had, they had a really solid car. They would have certainly contended um, the rest of the day as well. Go to Harry, then to Elliot. Tyler, Harry Loomis, uh, LoomisNASCARTalk.com. Um, congrats on the win, um, Denny. Was, has been talking a little bit about the year back, trying to help you run more complete races because you start out the weekend you're so fast, but just getting the finishes that you deserve. And um, through two races in the playoffs, you got a second and now a win. Um, I'm just wondering if there's been anything different, whether in preparation or kind of knowing what uh, adjustments to call to your team and just how Denny's kind of helped you uh, kind of get to that step. Yeah, I think when the playoffs get here, you know, I'm not going to lie, I love running well. So 
get more obsessed with uh, spending time in the simulator, whether it's at our shop or at TRD in Salisbury. You know, we just we just amp everything up. You know, we we try not to. I don't really get burnout really, but you know, you don't want to overdo it in the regular season and things come, you know, kind of tiring and, and and you know very routine when we get to the playoffs. So I think everybody's been equally motivated to put in the extra work as we got to the playoffs on on both cars. And it's um, it's been working well. We've been doing a really good job of bringing the cars really close, balance-wise, from the simulator to the racetrack. And you know, every all the work that everyone at TRD does really helps us on our end um, to have that speed that we bring to the racetrack every weekend. Oh yeah, LA Stern Sports Talk 805. Uh, you mentioned the, the end of the race, but you were up among the leaders the whole afternoon. How much fun or how comfortable were you in that car? Because they were never really out of your reach. So you're having a good time out there thinking, yeah. I've got the speed. And then at the end, you beat the boss. How much fun is that? Yeah, I enjoy that. You know, um, that's the one tricky part, right? You race against your boss. And, you know, we all share, you know, all the Toyota drivers are alliance with JGR. We we share a lot of information back and forth, and it, it benefits us all greatly. So, um, you know, I know that uh, definitely – and talking with him, he was, you know, I, I think better than I was at the end of the race. It's just circumstances played out in a way to where um, I was able to get a better better restart. But um, certainly um, it is it is fun to, to beat the boss. Obviously, he's I think he's got a couple more playoff points still banking on. But, um, you know, him, Martin, and, and Christopher, you know, we all really share a lot of information back and forth. And ideally, we'd love to fill the, the championship four with Toyotas and, and may the best man win, right? But it's a long way out. But, um, you know, we, we do a lot of great work together. And um, I, I'm really glad we have the teamwork and the, and, the, and the partnership that we do because when we get to Talladega a little later on, you know, us being able to work with each other will be very beneficial. Go to Dustin, then to Justin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Can you take us through that last pit stop? You came across the – Pit exit four wide with the the nine, the five, and the six, and just take it through all that. And there was some contact, and I don't know if you saw them in the nine after you guys kind of got a little bit clear, turn into the five, and if you saw that in your reaction to, to seeing that. I knew that there was something going on down there, right? But I was just focused on running my lights and trying to get just ahead of them. So, you know, it's just crazy how things work, right? If if maybe they don't get together, I'm a spot or two back, and I'm not in the position I am to win the race. So just crazy how little you know the margins are on pit road on the racetrack how much it can come down to the difference between having a shot to win and looking at finishing fifth so you feel like that with them hitting each other i think the they lost a little bit of momentum i mean the replay and what you guys see probably is better than what i saw but certainly i could tell something was going on there and i think it definitely allowed me to kind of sneak in between them and uh come off pit road where i did thank you justin Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Um, so I asked Billy earlier, but what is it with 2311 that has kind of figured out Kansas? I mean, three out of the four have been their drivers, and the other one has been their owner. Um, and then, especially for you, you kind of uh, jumped on board in the second year with this new uh, car. So just what have you kind of seen that you've been on both sides of that spectrum where you've been uh, not a teammate of them, seeing them win both races, and then now being a part of the organization, winning one of the two races here. Yeah, it's been a process, right? Like, and over the years here, I feel like I've had good speed. I think when my, like my second cup start was here, and I ran ninth uh, with RCR. So like this place and myself get along well. Uh, but uh, coming to 2311 and and understand 
I, I like kind of had to kind of relook at how I approach this place, and that's been a process. We came here in the spring. Um, we were we weren't bad, but you know I certainly wasn't um, doing us any favors with my driving style, and so it's just been a process looking at how Denny and, and Bubba and and how Kurt drove this car here to work on myself, and you know we I've been. I feel like the simulator has been very helpful, as it always has been for me, whether it's been at previous teams or this one. But, um, you know, just really buying into the process that they have and, and uh, you know, adjusting who I, what I do in the race car really seemed to, to pay off a little bit. You know, it's it's a lot of fun to drive these, these Toyota Camry TRDs. They're fast and, um, you know, always have a little bit of pressure when you come here, right? I definitely felt like I uh, screwed up by not winning the spring race. Kind of broke the streak the 45 had here. Jeff? Yeah, how do you do a burnout when your body's like halfway outside the car? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was sitting, I mean, I thought at some point, like, I mean, the tires blew out, and I, I don't know, I just felt like doing it. But, like, I, I'm missing something. Like, is your foot still on the... Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like... I was, like, stretched out, but, oh, you know, I, okay. I made it work. I'm not saying you're short, <laughs> I just didn't know how that <laughs> I mean, I am a little short, but... uh yeah, I mean, I was up against the wall, and it didn't seem like cars was going anywhere, and so I figured I might as well just try and have a little bit more fun with it while I was at it. So I was trying to, like, take off and do a little, you know, do a little more Kyle Larson-esque down straight away, and I couldn't figure that out, so I just drove to the wall and just, yeah, did what I did. Bob? Bob Parker's Fox Sports. Is it ironic to you at all that you're the guy who we talk about running up against the wall, and yet you make the winning pass on the apron? <laughs> yeah, got to go where they're not expecting you, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I think it's just a testament to what, what 2311 has going on here, right? Like, I've always been better at running the top, and it, it seems like more than anything with these cars, I've had to kind of change what I do inside the race car, and it's helped me get better around the bottom and the middle. Um, just the cars are really good. I can put it on the bottom, put it in the middle. I can kind of make my own lanes and, and make good speed. You know, they just give us a very good handling race car, and it allows me to explore, find the clean air, and, and carry the momentum. Any additional questions for Tyler? Well, Tyler, congratulations on the win, and good luck next week at Bristol Motor Speedway. Thank you, guys. Yep. Tyler rose into Bristol, guys, uh, leading in the out for the uh, chase. Uh, good, good for him. Good for him. So, uh, Bristol up next, guys. Big weekend. I'm. I'm Taking the week on and off again. I've had three weeks on. I'm taking two weeks off. Got Talladega coming up. Uh, if you hadn't got your tickets, man, you need to go to Talladega and call right now and get your reserved tickets. It's going to be for a great, great weekend, guys. Talladega's hard to beat. We're still free camping over in North Park, South Park, and a couple of more. You better get out there. All you got to do is have Sunday admission tickets. They start at $65 for Sunday. Get out and scout around. You might find some a little cheaper. We got ticket giveaways also. Uh, it's trivia. You got to be watching the Facebook page and, and my TikTok and call in here. So, uh, guys. The urgency right now is get get your tickets for Talladega. Big Bill's Garage. It's a must, must see. The top 22 teams will be on yeah, under one big top. 
the food prices are I mean a 16 ounce beer for three dollars uh, I think it's a Philly steak and cheese or a sausage dog for four dollars fries three dollars really good prices there plus you get to interact with the top 22 teams and under one big roof the big the big ass fan in the ceiling that keeps it on top of that guys you're in winter circle when the when they bring the winning team in you're right there with them which <laughs> as far as i know that's the only track it, it it's you got to have a uh, victory lane pass to get in 99% of these others, and with that ticket, purchase of Big Bill's Garage puts you right in victory lane after it's over for all, all day. You visit a lot of cool stuff to look at inside there. You get to see the cars zoom down the front stretch, and then all of a sudden, you can watch them on the big screen as they come back around. So, guys, uh, that's it for us today. Thursday night, we got some special guests, so we kind of skipped off of this past Thursday night coming in from a three-week out of town. I needed I needed a break, y'all. Come on. We've been as regular as weather. Sun coming up. But we had a little cloudy, cloudy day there last week. Try to get over. Three weeks, I come in, took a shower, and was going to watch the evening news and fell slap out. So, sometimes you got to sleep, you got to rest. Caught up this weekend. Grandson done a great job. High school lost. He played an excellent game. A few things to fix, but hey, look, it's like racing. You don't lead every lap. You got to work on leading every lap. All right, everyone. I will see you at Talladega. Get your Talladega stuff ready. We still got Talladega Homestead, and we're going with Daytona time. We're going to the big show in Phoenix, Arizona to see who claims. Thursday night. We're out of here.